everybody. Welcome to That's Life, where we wish the walls of the Teaneck Doghouse could expand because it sounds like Saturday night, the place is going to be packed. Jamie is smiling. That's always a good sign. Good morning, folks. Thanks for listening. I am Miriam L. Wallach, blogger, writer, general manager here at the Nahum Siegel Network. You can find me here right after Allison and right before Nahum's live lunch. Rummy will be taking over the beginning of the live lunch, and Nahum will follow up with the second half. Coming to you from the home of the Nahum Siegel Network on the beautiful Lower East Side of Manhattan when it's not such a beautiful day. Good morning, Avrami. Boker Tov, long time no see. I know. How are you? Thank God, doing all right. It's good yeah. to be back. It is It is good for all of us to be back, isn't it? I'm feeling, I got to be honest, <laughs> I'm feeling a little giddy. You know, there's a lot of energy in the room today. There's so much going on here at the network. Matze Shabbos, we have the dog house and we have the pre-record of the Kosher Halftime Show, which will air, please God, on Sunday night. And Monday we leave to Israel. And then, you know, I joke that life will go back to normal afterwards, but I have no idea what normal means at this point. <laughs> but thank God it's all good. A lot of good energy. How was your commute? Thank God I slept through the whole thing. Ah, uh, Baruch Hashem. You know, we, um, on our vacation, we flew back against time. So my body is really five hours earlier. So when I go to Israel next week and I'm six hours ahead, I should just be great. It's going to be totally fine. Shout out to all those who are flying with me. And I'm sorry in advance for what will be a lot of sleeplessness because, you know, I'll just be up. And if I'm up, so are you. I noticed you were here a little bit earlier than usual today. Is that because of the time change? That is because I was super eager with the amount of work that we need to do to get in here. That's number one. And number two is that God blessed me this morning with a light commute. I don't know why I decided to drive in, but I did. And I usually do everything I can to avoid that. But this morning, I decided to uh, dig deep. And my God, by the way, Jamie, the Van Wick was basically empty. I mean, like empty for a Thursday morning. The, the, I, I can't figure it out, but I'm really, I, I got here in an hour and 15 minutes. I am not complaining. Thank you, Lord. Anyway, if you are a new listener to the show, thank you for taking a break from your day to tune in. Returning listeners, thanks as always for making us part of your day. Follow us on Twitter, Net, all one word, and check out all of Jamie's posts for the Coaster Halftime Show. They've been super fun. We really appreciate her hard work on that. And of course, Yoni's hard work and orchestrating the back end of everything going on with the show. There's been a lot a lot of moving parts here, but we all, thank God, work together. So you know, Lipa is headlining. Lipa will be there on Matzei Shabbos. My thanks to Neshama, to Nochi Krohn, to everyone who's been involved in that, and of course to Lipa himself and to Avi Fader, who's been exceedingly helpful. I look forward to Mayor Kruder being there on Matzei Shabbos of Kruder Photography. He does a great job. He certainly takes better pictures of us and I mean that wholeheartedly, than, than anyone else I know. There are no tickets available for that event Saturday night, folks. You just got to show up. Show up. They are opening the doors, I think, at 7. And then at 8.30 is rehearsal. 9 o'clock, hard start, as what I keep telling everybody else, because I'm a yucky. And we start on time. That's what we do. Actually, I'm not really a yucky, but I play one on TV. But we are starting at 9 o'clock. We are getting this done, and uh, we are wrapping it up in time. So let's do it. The burger contest winner is being announced tomorrow. So get your last ideas in. There have been a lot of fun ones, by the way. A lot of good ideas. Well, that's what happens when you put Kishka on a burger. It's bound to happen. Um, and again, our thanks to everyone at the Doghouse and everyone who has partnered with us. We have had a lot of fun. National holidays. Guys, it's Facebook's birthday today. And to me, that is a national holiday. For those of you who understand just how much time I spend on Facebook, it's also Liberace Day, which I don't get at all, but I know who Liberace was. It's Medjula Date Day. Are you a date fan? Do you like dates? No, of course not. You don't. They don't look like water bugs. Wait, what's the fruit uh, that does? What's no, the fr- I mean, is that it figs? does, but it doesn't. Oh, no. So it is dates. So it is dates. Okay. But How could you say that? I kind of do. 
Oh, for the love of Pete. Go back to Baltimore. Okay. It's Quacker Day. I don't know what that means. It's USO Day, and it's World Cancer Day. So there's a lot to talk about. But uh, most importantly, um, Coach Steinmetz of the YU Max is on the air with me right now. Good morning, Coach. Hey, how are you? I am, I am well. And I say that there was a lot to talk about because last night was the fourth win in a row as you guys uh, took over Mount St. Vincent's with an 83-67 win. That's pretty nice. Uh, yeah, no, it's, it was a great win. It was a good win. It's good to go on the road and get wins. We've gotten a couple in a row now on the road, so it's been uh, it's been fun the last week or so. So is that what's going on with the beards? There's a lot of rally beard pictures going on on Facebook and on the Internet and on the website. I mean, is there a move to make the guys shave or not so much? I, I don't get involved in that. Stuff. <laughs> I, I, just, I, I try to show up to practice, do my, you know, do my preparation, film work, and uh, show up to games. I, I let the guys do what they need to do to feel comfortable out there. Well, it's amazing that facial hair makes them feel comfortable, but who am I to judge? I should just obviously make mention, I do make mention of this before I um, have um, Coach Simons on, is that my nephew, Shelby Rosenberg, plays for the for the max he's a starting player for for coach Simitz and while I do not want to harp on that I always feel it's important to just mention that and get that out of the way my love for the max is irrespective of anybody who particularly plays on it but it's just as a member of the you know proud YU alum that we're watching these boys year after year but it seems that especially right now that there's a certain kind of energy to this team this season that makes it more unusual than than previous years am i am i getting am i getting to something or you think i'm off no, no, I think I think I think you're on. I think it's a good point. I think we've uh, you know we, we had a good start last year. We definitely made some noise in the conference. I think this year, you know, with a win early on against Sage, who was first place in the conference, and then a win against Mount Saint Vincent, who we hadn't beaten uh, so far the first couple of seasons, um, you know, and then obviously a little bit of a winning streak. We played a couple of uh, tougher teams than we usually play in NYU and Lehman and Baruch this year, and and, and you know fared well. Uh, I think there was excitement about it, and I think we you know we're in a good spot. We're sitting, I think, in. Uh, it's technically third place, but we, you know, we've beaten the second place team and have the same amount of losses. Um, you know, we're sitting in a good place. We we probably have the best player in the conference, who who you mentioned already, has to be your nephew, and that's always something, uh, you know, something good to uh, to hang our hats on a little bit and um, and rely on, uh, as we did last night with uh, 29 points right, and rebounds. Right. Right. Um, but uh, you know, we're definitely in a good place, and it's, it's an exciting thing. We have a few tough games. Our conference has a lot of parity, and a lot of teams. Uh, you know, you've. We've, we've lost the teams that are behind us. We've beaten teams ahead of us. And that seems to be uh, a pattern throughout the year for the entire conference. So there's, there's, a, there's a lot to be excited about, but there's you know, certainly a lot of work to be done. You know, when I post and I repost anything, basically, that you post about the team, and I write the word nachos in, um, in my comments, and, of course, I get all the people who are like, oh, you know, you're Shelby's aunt. And it's, it, it is a lot about being Shelby's aunt. But it's also about the fact that Shelby as a paradigm for what we look for in a team member is really what this is about. You have a team of guys who well represent both the university and the Jewish people. We do, and, and we, we we talk about it before every game, and it's uh, it's something that I think is unique to you uni- to the university. And you know, we we have we have captains, and you know, Shelby's one of them. Last year, it was uh, a kid like Benji Ritholtz. Right. They're just fantastic kids, and they're they're good to be around, and they represent everything that we want them to represent from our community and from the school. So it's uh, you know, it makes it easy to be around them, and make, you know, they're easy to work with. Uh, and they and they really you know no matter what's going on on and off the court they're just they're 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 consistent in how they and how they act and how they uh, represent the school. I was going to ask you if you miss Ritholtz. 
I always miss Benji. <laughs> I got to coach that kid in high school and college. It was just oh, like a I didn't realize that. Yeah. I, so you've so really watched him grow up. I did, yeah. I got, yeah, I did. Is it, does the team feel different or everyone has, I don't want to say compensated because it makes it sound like there was a void that needed to be met and, you know, et cetera, et cetera. Did, was there the, the adjustment without Benji? Was it, was it drastic or everyone just, you know, had a place to fill? It definitely was difficult in the beginning to, to miss a leader like that, you know, somebody who shows up early to practice every single day, uh, whether he was hurt or not, was practicing, never had an excuse, never set out. Uh, and, you know, it took a while, but, but Shelby really filled that role, and then, you know, it's kind of changed our season. You know, the guys come in, and they know he's banged up, and they know he's working hard, but he doesn't miss a practice. He's never late. Uh, he's always working hard, and he's encouraging the guys, so he's kind of taken over that role. And Benji's in law school? Benji is in law school. Oh, what a waste. Last, he was also at our game last night. Oh, really? What did he think? He was excited. He was uh, yeah. definitely excited to, uh, to get that win. He came into the locker room after the game. He was, he was very excited for the guys. That's amazing. It really is amazing. It's such Hana, again, as I mentioned before, and I know Nahum talks about this all the time, as an alum. You know, I, I, I've, I've spoken to... Um, to Coach Halpert before about the challenges of bringing from guys in a, you know, to play not only in Skyline, but to play in general in, in, in formats and in arenas that are not always conducive to a mincha or to practice or whatever it is. Have you already in the second season of, of your coaching found situations or been in situations that have been complicated as a Jew? I mean, it, it's tough, and a lot of it depends on the, uh, you know, a lot of it depends on the individual player. We have kids from a lot of different backgrounds, and, you know, and, and Coach Halpert certainly set the standard here with how we're able to kind of conduct ourselves and how we're able to go about our business and something that we learned from and that we try to follow. Uh, but, you know, we have kids from different backgrounds. You know, an easy example would be last night uh, at halftime, they had uh, like a dance exposition going on or something with, uh, in the gym. You know, we had a few guys waiting to go warm up, and you have a few guys waiting outside because they don't want to be in the gym when uh, it's going on, and there's nothing wrong with it. So, right. you know, it's, uh, everybody kind of does their own thing, and we have, you know, 15 or 16 different guys on the team from different backgrounds. They all love each other. They respect each other. They, they look out for each other, and they're, you know, they're, they really get along well. Coach Elliot Steinmetz of the YU Max joins us this morning on That's Life. You know, it's also interesting. You have uh, some kind of pedigree on uh, with members of your team is that there are that there are second generation YU Max playing for you. <laughs> We're going to have three hoes on the team next year. Are you serious? <laughs> yeah. Wow. And those kids get better every day. Every <laughs> one of them, they just work harder and harder and harder. It's great. It's wow. How is it? So how is it to have you know a a massive YU Max star sitting in the in the stands? I mean, I know. Listen, you're also you also come from your own pedigree. You were a former player, and you've turned into a coach. So, but let's take one step at a time. How does it feel to have a Hode with a tremendous amount of experience and talent standing, or you know, hopefully sitting a little bit, but standing, I'm sure, a lot in the in the stands watching these games go on? You cannot find. I mean, we have a group of great supportive parents you cannot find a more supportive person and positive person than than Lear Hode he's been fantastic he's just no matter what's going on whether his kid's playing in the game whether his kid's not playing in the game whether his kid has a great game or a bad game he's always up energy positive he always comes over before the game to say hello comes over after the game win or lose he's he's really just a pleasure to have around and I think great for the program what about um other parents who have been in the stands are you are you you know, are you susceptible to feedback that's negative or in general, are parents just supportive because they get the bigger picture? I mean, the bigger picture is really that these boys could not play ball anywhere else. They really couldn't. 
So, some of some of them could. You'd be surprised, actually. Some some of them could. Most of them would not. I don't um, mean I don't mean in terms of level and skill. I mean no, I'm, I understand. Yeah, I mean I'm in terms of in terms of background, we certainly okay. have kids who have looked at other colleges and have considered other colleges. But yeah, for the most part, you're talking about a core of guys who this is where they're going to play, um, and you know it becomes a difficult thing because you have. We, we, there is a lot of talent in our world. There is a lot of talent, a lot of kids who want to come play, and a lot of kids who are capable. You know, we, we went through it at tryouts we, this year. We, we, we had 20 guys we felt were good enough to be on the team. And it's just very, very difficult because, you know, they could play in another college that, that just happened to be in NYU. Wow. Um, so in terms of the parents, no. I mean, so far, you know, thankfully it's been great, and uh, they're very supportive. Uh, kids, you know, kids who are on the bench, kids who are starting, kids who are scoring, they've all been Tremendous, and you know, like, listen. A lot of that has to do with the fact that we're winning games. You lose <laughs> games, people, you know, people try, you know, start to change their minds a little bit, probably. But you know, for now, it's been a pleasure, and it's been really, uh, it's really been wonderful. You know, it's also interesting to me. They, um, I'm a big fan. I mean, m- most people know I'm a big fan of the movie Miracle. I can, I can chapter and verse, and you know, I can do all the scenes and whatever else. And then when you're in that, when when they're going through the. Um, after they after Brooks has already picked the team and and they're they're in Sweden and they're playing and whatever and he's really reaming them because they didn't have a good game that night and they weren't focused etc and he is they're doing drills and you see these guys they're exhausted they shut the lights in the arena I mean he is not letting them leave there's no one else there they've already lost and he's I mean he's 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 killing them and he says you've got to give me a reason to keep you here and he's talking to each individual player it sounds from me it sounds from you to me that you have so many reasons to keep every single one of them none of your players are 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 not giving you their all and that's not only obviously a commitment to you and to the to the the, the max community but clearly that team has been built they have a commitment to each other they totally do, and and you know, I was I was looking for an opportunity to get a chance to to uh, to mention my assistant coaches, which I'll which I'll bring up now. You know, we we have such a really depth of talent, which is which is great. We have, we really we really believe we have sixteen seventeen guys who can go out and play and produce, and it's allowed us to really simplify what we're running offensively and defensively from an X's and O's perspective, which we don't need to get into. But it allows us to run less things and just run them better. And we can focus and practice on fundamentals, on shooting, on defense, on, on different little things that make us better. And I have two tremendous assistant coaches that are, that are great at breaking down these drills and, and working with the guys, Yogi Verdugo, right. who's been with me for two years, who is fantastic, and uh, Ellie Katz, who's from Baltimore, is actually a student assistant coach, who's a tremendous help this year in terms of scouting and everything. And, and it really has allowed us to develop this depth and know that we can go into a game with different situations and use different guys in different situations and know if we, God forbid, have an injury or a player who can't go one game, we have plenty of, we have plenty of spots to go to on the bench. And what about the conditioning coach? It very much looks like you guys have much more stamina. Um, I'm glad you mentioned it. <laughs> Aaron Baker, who's the strength and conditioning coach uh, at the at the at the college for all the teams, does an unbelievable job. And and I think, and I think it's correct. Shelby would tell you this as well. It's one of the reasons we've been healthy for the last couple of years. It's one of the reasons we've really had guys not breaking down. We've had guys been able to run the floor. We're pressing 40 minutes a game. We're running 40 minutes a game. And our guys are in great shape. And a lot of that has to do with what Coach Baker is doing with them preseason and during the season for maintenance. You know, it's funny because my son plays hockey for a hafter. Um, I've had this conversation with him a thousand times. Every time I try and bring him to the gym, and yes, I go at ungodly hours. Fine, let's put that aside. I, it, every time I drag him, I try and drag him to the gym. 
he's you know totally reticent and whatever and I'm like I'm just going to remind you that you, you're not necessarily going to be the best guy on the team but if you're not the guy who gets exhausted first the coach is going to play you more and the more playtime you have the better you're going to be the more of an asset to the team you're going to be if you run the you know if you're running the rank you're running the everything for 2 minutes and you look at coach and say I got to be taken out you're not going to be an asset I don't think people get that being an athlete means being constantly training there is no off season yeah, uh, working hard is a skill. There's no question about it. The, you know, it's uh, it's something that that I found certainly when I was coaching high school still remains the same in in college. Uh, I I always seem to have in high school, you know, a starting five in my mind going into the preseason, and then by first or second game of the season, there was some kid who I thought was going to be the twelfth or thirteenth man on the team who was all of a sudden starting because he just works harder than everybody else. Wow. Wow, yeah, that kind of conditioning is just not something to be overlooked. Coach Elliot Simons from the YU Max joins us as we are celebrating their fourth win in a row. So ahead of you is uh, Old Westbury, right? Uh, well, uh, in in the standings or in the schedule? In the standings, in the standings, yes. Yes. In the schedule. We have uh, Saturday night with uh, St. Joseph's of Brooklyn. Right, and and a win a win with that game would would still require them the Old Westbury to have a loss in their column in order to move you up. They're, they're currently, I think, one, one. They have one less loss than we do right now. We haven't played them yet, though. We still have two games with them. So, you know, I mean, we're we're. I mean, listen, we're always looking up, obviously, but we're trying to focus right now on the game that's ahead of us because it's very easy in our conference to uh, to lose a game. Every team is good, and you know, St. Joe's beat us in their place, and you know, we have them coming in Saturday night. If we can continue to win and, and get to the point where we're playing Westbury with a one-game difference, we'll be we'll be very happy. No, I'm I'm sure that you would. And and truthfully, you know, if we again, I mentioned this beforehand, you as a former player and somebody who's a lover of sports and an athlete and also raising his kids to be athletic, etc., and to teach them the the value of training and the value of being committed to a sport. Is this like the ultimate job for you being able to reach that position where you're coaching the YU Max or are you looking at David Blatt's job going, you know, the Cavaliers need to have a spot and and I may want to move in that direction? Yeah, especially with the way they treated him. Yeah, exactly, <laughs> exactly. You might want to sit with Shelby no, and the boys. I, 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 you know, I, I talk to my assistant about this all the time, and, and, I, and I've mentioned it at home to my family. I, I'm really happy where I am. It's 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 really an honor and 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 a and a privilege to be able to coach at YU and 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 to do this in in our world with the way with the kids that we have and and the opportunity we have to represent the university and and the larger Jewish community. It's just uh, it's a, it's a dream come true, and it's just been really just awesome. You know, first couple of years, and you know, hopefully it'll be a few more. It's also interesting to me that, um, you know, you are also in the professional world outside of sports as an attorney and you live in the athletic world. And that's that's also part of the YU paradigm, the Torah Umada, the opportunity to both be an Orthodox Jew and, and live in the secular world and function in the secular world. And that's what these boys do every single day. It's got to be a lesson that will and you are clearly living proof of it because you played and and you continued this message throughout your professional career, that there is that opportunity to have a balance, that the need to completely shelter our kids is is not really a need because we are teaching them the skills and the value of being modern Orthodox, of being able to k- keep Torah values and live Torah lives, but still, you know, play ball in the Skyline Conference. 
No, I, I couldn't agree more. I, I tell it to my son all the time. You know, he, he plays uh, more baseball than basketball, but but a little, little of both, and he works very hard at it. And I tell him I love that he works hard at it. You know, chances are he's not playing for the Yankees in 10 years. And chances <laughs> are he's not playing for the Knicks in 10 years. But chances are he'll be able to use the skills he's learning now in terms of how to work at something that's important to him and apply it, whether it's in law school or as an accountant or as a teacher or a doctor or, or whatever he decides that he's going to pursue. He'll have an opportunity to really, you know, have learned how to work hard for something. And to what you're saying in terms of the, the players on the team now, I've written letters of recommendation for you know, a few kids in the last couple of weeks for law school, for dental school. And these kids are all uh, you know, next level in terms, of, uh, wow. in terms of what they're going to be in terms of professionals. That's really, that's incredible. When you look at the team, by the way, and we've talked about all the pluses in the teams and all the strength of the team and, and why we're going places and, and how to credit all of the wins so far, and please God, they should continue. What do you think that you're missing? What do you think is the point that might be your weakness that you guys still need to work on in order to, 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 to get to that first place berth? I, I think it's just consistency. I think we've shown in a lot of stretches, especially the last four games, that, that we can you know, really run tremendous offense and, and really share the ball and, and really force teams to be in uncomfortable positions defending us. And I think we have a tendency to get away from it as we get a lead, uh, which we saw the other night. We had a game where we were up 20 points. We ended up winning by about three or four. <laughs> um, so it's, you know, it, yeah, never a dull moment. Right. But, um, you know, I think there is certainly opportunity for us to develop consistency as we continue to, you know, build and grow. And, and the goal is always, and the goal is being the season, the goal is to get better every single day. You know, there's no, there's no perfect team out there. There are very few. Um, you know, you can look at the NBA and you see Golden State has lost four games. They, you know, they're, they're, everyone's talking about them, but they lost four games. So there's certainly an opportunity opportunity for them to improve and I'm sure they're striving to every single day just like we do. And what is the team you told me that next year you got three hodes coming up. Is that going to fill a void because we are aware that there are certain seniors who are graduating and therefore the team will shift again. So are you looking to the three hodes or you know that there are other prospects as well? No, we we have other kids coming in. I try not to talk about recruits until they're on campus, but we do have we have you know we have other kids coming in, and uh, you know we're definitely excited. We have a couple of kids from California, a kid from Baltimore, um, and we you know we expect to have a good class again next year, and we expect our current freshmen and sophomores to certainly you know and juniors to take a step up in terms of role and to you know fill the void that's left, just like we did this year. We you know we had a big void this year, obviously, and we've had seniors step up and fill it, and we'll you know hopefully have the same thing happen next year. It's amazing, by the way, how YU is a destination destination athletics you know place i mean it is it is it is it is a muck home it is a it is an and uh, you know uh, i'm not sure what the right word is that i'm looking for and, and i'm struggling to find it but it's a it is a destination for athletes and it's such a remarkable thing because both on the women's campus and on the men's campus and i look at the look at the men's teams you know besides basketball and i look at the women's team they also had a big win last night and it's just thank god it's remarkable that kids are not only coming for the torah but they're also coming for the sports that there's so much to offer what do they say? Nowhere but here. Exactly. That was good. That's a good so way you know, to end it. We're trying to we're <laughs> trying to build it as a location where we can get you know kids from different backgrounds to come and have the experience they can have certainly on campus uh, at Yeshiva University, both uh, academically and in the Torah world, and then obviously uh, you know on the courts, on the fields, you know whatever it may be. Uh, and it's working. You know we're attracting kids from you know we have, we have two kids who came from Westlake High School and Calabasas High School in California. Wow. So I never heard of YU before last year, and you know they're they're thriving 
and they're enjoying the Jewish studies, and they're enjoying the academics, and they're enjoying the basketball. Amazing. Well, I wish you continued Hatzlacha. So the game is this Matzei Shabbos. It totally competes with our kosher halftime show, but I'm going to plug it anyway, because if you're do not... The do the halftime show while you... Yeah, you know what? We've had that discussion already. It's uh, it's a bigger discussion for a different interview. But um, this Matzei Shabbos, 8.30 is tip-off, Correct. Yes. 8.30 tip-off is this Matzei Shabbos against St. Joseph's, correct? I'm just correct. Get, I'm getting this all right at the Max Stern Athletic Center. You should go. You should support the YU Max. And in addition, February 20th is also alumni night for the YU Max. Also at the Max Stern Athletic Center, you can get more information on the YU website. Coach, I can't thank you enough. I love having you on. And, of course, you are like one of the few opportunities I get to talk to about sports. So that's always a plus for me. Any, uh, any big pick for this Sunday or no? No, I don't. I've been really focused on the skyline and not the Super Bowl, unfortunately. <laughs> I'll watch the game, but I really have not even paid attention to it. Yeah, as much as I know is that Coldplay is playing but, in the halftime. That's about it. Yeah, see that? That's great. I wouldn't have known that. <laughs> but, uh, listen, I, I would love to see Peyton Manning get one on his way out, obviously. Right. Yes. There is, um, you know, Cam versus Peyton. There are, definitely, there are definitely people pulling on both sides for good reason. Anyway, Coach Simons, call a vote to you. Continued Hatzlaha. Looking forward to hearing other and continued good news. Thank you so much for having me. My pleasure. You're listening to That's Life here at the Nachum Single Network. We're pulling it up in the background because you know what you what happens when you hear this song. It means that I'm hitting a, hitting a ride. We are going to Israel. Please, God, this Matzei Shabbos, we always play. <sighs> this is my favorite. It is really my favorite song of Rami. Did you know that? You didn't know that? Really? Jerusalem is Calling but Diaspora Yeshiva Band is the song I like to play every time we go to Israel because I do feel that it is calling and sincerely it is calling this time. We are there for our brethren in Israel. We are coming to show our support and to remind everyone that that is where we need to be. Uh, tomorrow morning, Nachum hosts JM in the AM live here on the stream, NachumSiegel.com. No weekly update tomorrow as Nachum has a previous engagement for the second half of the program. And I thank Mayor Ferdig in advance for taking over the second half of tomorrow's JM in the AM. 9 a.m., another great episode of Table for Two of Rummy Host Saturday Night Seagull this Monday Shabbos at 9 p.m. 10 p.m., renowned speaker Rabbi Y.Y. Jacobson hosts Eternal Flames. At 11 p.m., David Lichtenstein hosts Headline Sunday Morning, J.M. Sunday from 7 to 9 with Matis. I'm sure he will be doing a last-minute kosher halftime show update. And then don't miss it. If you didn't get to come to the Doghouse Monday Shabbos, you can watch the show. That's right. Just around 8 p.m., we expect to be able to air our kosher halftime show 2016 starring Lipa on NahumSiegel.com. You can listen on the app to the audio, but if you want to watch it, you got to go to NahumSiegel.com. My thanks to everyone. I look forward to speaking to everyone next week from the Holy Land of Israel. That's life, everybody. Bye, guys. Hear it echo through the canyons of your mind Until you reclaim the things you left behind It's telling you this just might be the time Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling
nothing new The map is old It's left here for you to unfold A note, a memo Drifts down from on high And lands upon foundation stone The message is You're not alone Jerusalem will keep your dream alive Jerusalem is calling Jerusalem is calling Might be the time